This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. Uh, It's going to be like Wipeout, but like for a lot of money. And Willis. What does it mean to like take control of someone's body? And I'm like, that's really intense for a children's show. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really is means on today's episode we have a couple really interesting things to talk about here a lot to do with streaming and a little crossover in the theatrical we're going to start off by talking about squid game the uh the actual reality game show which Good lord is it's a misread, but maybe it's not. Maybe this is the <laughs> is, smartest thing they've ever done. You know, this oh, okay. this could be. <laughs> they might be onto something here. We'll we'll get all <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, we're also going to be talking about a set of three new Avatar: The Last Airbender movies coming from Paramount, going to theaters, yes. but being produced by like their new Avatar animation studio, which is yeah, they're really going all in with this, which is fine, but. Yeah. I have some questions. Uh, and then we're going to end it off by discussing whether or not it's worth more to make a huge box office splash or have, you know, 300 million people tune into your film on the opening yeah. night of like it dropping on Netflix or on some streamer because yeah. I don't know what the math is anymore and what studios want to do. What's better, time do. or money? Exactly. Time or money. But before yeah. we get into the episode, let's talk about what's coming out this week, theatrical and streaming. Yes. We got some interesting stuff. We're getting into the into the uh summer really here. So we're gonna I think we're gonna yeah. start getting a couple movies per week, which is cool. Because this week yes. we're starting off with the black phone. And I don't know if many people know what this is, but we've been seeing the trailers for a while. It's Scott Derrickson's new movie with Ethan Hawk coming out. Uh, I believe produced by Blumhouse. I think they have some sort of partnership mm-hmm. going on. But I'm I'm ready for this. I'm like, we need some good horror in theaters. It's been Ethan a minute. Hawk. Yeah, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke having a good summer. Having a good summer and really loving Blumhouse. I mean, he's done The Purge and Sinister and now this. I'm like, he's really in that thing. So. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I really, there's a commercial out for this that really made me hate marketing, uh, wherein it <laughs> says, the black phone from the director of Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. To which I'm like, yeah, like true, technically but- true, but everyone is going to think that you're talking <laughs> about um, Sam Raimi. Everyone's going to think yeah. that you're talking about Sam Raimi. And you're like, oh, yeah. that, I mean, you know, I guess it's not Scott Derrickson gotta- has his, his horror creds but it's not Sam Raimi level horror creds. Exactly. So it's like you got to think about this stuff a little more. Like you could have said sinister it's like people who know that who are gonna go see this yeah. know that it's it's oh weird. i would bet that that line is fully intentional i will bet yeah. there's some marketing exec somewhere going you know what we could do with this doctor strange movie in theaters right now i mean let's let's yeah. do it um <laughs> we also have and i want to hear your thoughts on this we have mm-hmm. elvis baz Luhrmann's elvis yes. both of these premiering on june 24th uh are you a fan Tomorrow. you're a fan yeah of baz Luhrmann? yeah why? Just because I like musicals? No, um, well. <laughs> I am. I am a fan of bon, Baz Luhrmann. Um, I mean, an eclectic filmmaker. <laughs> that is that is a word for it. Um, 
I'm a big fan of like Moulin Rouge. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for Elvis mm-hmm. uh, with like a asterisk on there because I was super, super excited for the great Gatsby. Yeah. Which ended up being fine. fine literally fine. Yeah. I'm hearing great things about Elvis though. You got like a 12 like minute standing ovation. Standing at, at, like at Yeah. And uh, what's his name there? The guy playing Elvis. Austin um, Butler. Austin Butler uh, is supposedly like hands down like becomes Elvis in it. So I'm I'm excited. Hey, yeah. Yeah. It'll be something. It's you been know. a minute since we've had something like this, honestly. So I'm kind of There was I'm, a while there. Yeah, where we had just endless um musical biopic yeah. uh movies. Yeah. Which I guess we did just have like Rocket Man, but that kind of came and went as well. Yeah, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody and like Yeah, so I guess they're things. always around. But like there was like when it was like Walk the Line and um uh, oh and like Ray and um That's true, yeah. Just the Bob Dylan one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Uh so yeah, I'm excited about Elvis. I yeah. do like me some Baz Luhrmann. I'm I just because of the buzz, it has me really, really um it has me intrigued, so I'm going to definitely be going to see that. Uh, but that's really all we got for theatrical. There's still good stuff playing, so if you neither of those really tickle your fancy, you got something to watch. But on streaming, we've got a bunch of stuff this week for both movies and for shows, starting with Joel Kim Booster's Psychosexual, which is, uh, I, g- I believe, just his new stand-up special, which stand-up is premiering, review, yeah. uh, or already premiered on the 21st on Netflix, yes, and he's hilarious, Tuesday. so I'm sure this is going to be really, really funny. Uh, on the 22nd, which was yesterday. yesterday, Multiverse of Madness hit Disney Plus already. So Because what? You know, because that's how that goes now. And so, (laughs) speaking of Sam Raimi, go watch Multiverse of Madness, I guess, right now. I I don't know. (laughs) And I guess we've only been doing this for a little under a year now. But I'm like, I don't know that I will ever adjust to the 45-day window. No, no. It's absurd. I feel like it will be a thing that, like, the young kids in, like, five years will be like, yeah, this stuff just comes out. I'll be like, no, it used to take forever. (laughs) Like literally, and then you'd get it, you know, you'd get it on Prime, and you could watch it there, or mm-hmm. Apple t- or iTunes, and you could watch it there and pay, you know, seven bucks. Yep. Or you could wait, and then it would take like eight months, and and I'm gonna be just yeah. like the grumpy old man about it. But yeah, yeah nope. Uh, this movie I saw in theaters probably what, a month ago. A month ago, yeah, <laughs> uh, is now you know here. Go um, watch it, on and your I TV. may have to watch it again. I will too. I don't know. Do they include any special features with these? I don't think yet. I, I don't really go back and watch these that often. So, so th- what I my understanding is they do for everything that they release. They do the assembled. Oh, okay. Documentaries. So yeah. like there's like an assemble and it's weird because they feel not promoted at all, but there's like an assembled yeah. right now out for, um, I think the one for Miss Marvel's out. That would make sense. No, not yet. No, it, they come after it's, oh. um, Moon Knight is the one oh, okay. that just dropped. So there's an assembled out for Moon Knight. I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll drop an, ass- an assembled for Doctor Strange. And, you know, they, they have them for most all of them. So um, interesting. But in terms of actual stuff attached, I don't think there's yeah. any like extra, you know, you can't, you know, like tab over and scenes, see deleted yeah. scenes or anything. Yeah. Which is that would be although they probably want you to buy it to get the uh, it's that's, do they, though. It's messy. Like, I don't I know. Don't, all the time we talk about this stuff, I. I I don't even know if a lot of this stuff is getting Blu-ray releases. So I was in a Target yesterday 
And yeah. all of this stuff is like all of ambulance, 100%, like everything yeah. is there on Blu-ray. It's so crazy. And I'm like, stuff that just premiered too, like that Father Stew movie that was out like a month yeah. ago is already there on Blu-ray. And I'm like, okay, I should have picked up the No Way Home DVD just to see what was on the special mm-hmm. features because I have no idea. It's very, yeah. like those are ripe for that stuff too. So I don't know. We'll we'll have to look. It is an interesting side note. I feel in the back of my head, my mentality slowly shifting back towards like maybe i should have a collection of blu-rays that's what i thought i was going through and i'm like ooh, is it should i should i not just for safekeeping you know (laughs) it's it's one of those weird things that i'm like i uh i have definitely noticed watching some stuff at home and then i'm like this stream right now is kind of shitty like it's not full 4k blu-ray it's based on your internet connection yeah and there's and even then like oh there's something there i'm reluctant to go down that <laughs> that path again um because it definitely got out of control but i i still have a handful of blu-rays down so maybe i'll go watch one of those yeah i still have like Moneyball and um like jesse james and all those kind of things yeah yeah Blu-ray. give them some love i think i have fight club yeah. and the town i've got a couple still i have to i know i have a blu-ray player kicking around here somewhere i'm not sure where anyway <laughs> we're getting wildly sucked we are um, um the rest of also it- <laughs> already here yeah also already here uh yes yesterday as of yesterday uh kenobi done over over completely done okay see yeah ya. what are you are you into it are you there yeah yeah Still with it yeah i, I well we'll yeah we'll see because obviously we haven't seen it just yet but i i'm i'm there sort of well yeah, we'll have to do a Star Wars talk at some point because I'm yeah I'm confused. Decompa- yeah. yeah. Um, we've also got the Umbrella Umbrella Academy coming back for season three on Netflix, which is just yeah, in time yesterday. because season, because uh, Stranger Things is not wrapping up just yet. They still have the second half of season four and then season five later this year. Yeah. So that's still coming but they i can feel them being like we need to we need to put this stuff (laughs) out right now umbrella (laughs) academy had a a heck of a cliffhanger last year yeah um so i'm i will have probably watched a good portion of this by the time by the time (laughs) you're listening to this dear listener um because it's one of my most anticipated right now it's such quality it's such a quality show all the way around um did you know about the beavis and butthead movie coming to paramount plus (laughs) um beavis and butthead do the universe as uh oh. paramount just continues to grab at everything every every single catalog thing. yeah why not which like not gonna lie kind of psyched for it like yeah. beavis and butthead do like i was never a huge watcher of beavis and butthead the show but beavis yeah. and butthead do america is yeah. and i'm saying this having last watched it probably 12 years ago uh <laughs> is hilarious oh yeah was hilarious yeah. um and like Mike Judge is oh, a comedic genius. So unbelievable. Like, yeah. Bring it on. I'm, yeah. I'm on for that. I mean, it's like, and but, it's just drop, it's today. It's on Paramount Plus right now. So yeah. it's just like, just check yeah. it out. Um, and then we spoke about this like last week. Downton Abbey New Era is on Peacock tomorrow. So yep. you don't even have to go anywhere anymore. Go see it. Nobody, no, that, that movie makes me laugh because uh, it's just getting slammed yeah. by everyone. Yeah. It's just like it's hitting like cat's level of yeah. like this is a bad movie. Yeah. Um Oh well, it is what it is. So that's what's coming. That's what's coming. Or already here. But Or uh, here. That's that's what's up this week. Exactly. But let's we let's need some do better it. nomenclature here. Let's yeah, let's let's get, let's get into, into the episode, episode proper. We've been talking for a while. Uh all right. 
So Squid Game has had quite the, uh, the honestly, it's been like the past eight days. Squid Game has been all over the place because yeah. like we talked about last week, season two was greenlit. And right after that, like maybe a day later or the same day. I think day, the maybe. day after we recorded the podcast. Yeah. They announced that they're making Squid Game into an actual game show. You want to go first, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even like. <laughs> okay, so on one hand, of course, you know, I mean, of course, this is, is like literally it's about a basically a game show. It's a show yeah. about a game show. Of course, they were going to try and do this. It's on par for the darkest timeline. Yes. Oh, uh, definitely. And that's the point. The point is like this seems like it was created by people who just didn't watch Squid Game. Like, I wonder if the creator was even, like, involved in this at all. I mean, they must have gotten his... Maybe not, though, if they own Squid Game. I mean, I just don't... I Like, I don't understand. It's like, yeah, you can't... Did you not... Or, I guess, not did you not watch Squid Game, but, like, there's a deeper, like, theme to all of this. Yeah, that is just completely missed if you're like, you know what we need? <laughs> we do this for We real. need to make this an actual game. Like, it's commentary on, like, capitalism and, like, all, like, it's, it's just, like... Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's a catastrophic, like, misread in... It's so, yeah. It's so tone deaf. Yeah. But so... I was thinking it over literally in the car. I drove three and a half hours today, so I had a lot of time to think. And I was thinking about this. Do you think that that was the point? Was to create discourse and be like, this, we need to get people talking about Squid Game again? Because season two, yes, but I feel like them doing these two things so close to each other is because Squid Game season two is like, two years out or something or more well i don't know that this is imminent right it's but these are a lot easier to produce than like just a sure a regular yeah TV reality show. tv you can just kind of knock yeah, out just um throw a bunch of cameras in a room and let people do what they want i don't know that it's necessarily to keep interest up mm -hmm. it's certainly possible but i think it's more just like a of course someone was like well, this is a game show. We should make it a game show. Right. It will be fascinating to see, like, how they handle it. <laughs> because, like, spoilers, I guess, it, they freaking murder people. Like, I don't know. Is it dramatic? This, that's a terrible statement. Is it dramatic if all the contestants are being killed? No. Um, <laughs> like, is it? I don't know. Like, is it going to feel like a cop out? When they're like, oh, yeah, we shoot him with a Nerf gun or something like that. Right. Like the the I feel like the point of Squid Game, not the point of Squid Game, but what part of the reason that it kept you coming back episode after episode is because you want to know who makes it out. You know, mm -hmm. you get the premise after episode one. And now you're along for the ride to be like, oh, who is going to actually, you know, make it out and learn something from all of this? Yeah. And to just have it just be the game portion of the show is so odd because, yeah, that portion is the not good part. That's yeah. the that's the we're murdering people for sport or really yeah. they're murdering each other for money. Like, <laughs> well, and the interesting thing is like and this is Netflix putting this on, right? Yeah. 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 
And it, so the thing that's worth noting is it's like the largest reality show of all time. Yeah. The prize is $4.56 million, which is the largest cash prize of any game show ever, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I guess. And like, and it's 456 real world contestants, mm-hmm. which like, let's just pause and appreciate like how on earth do you possibly film that? You know, you think of think of like your favorite reality show. Like I'll use Top Chef as like an example. Yeah. The first couple episodes of Top Chef where there's like 15 of them mm-hmm. are no, you're like, I have no idea who anyone is. Yeah. And like everyone gets like four seconds of screen time yep. and you're like, uh, oh, OK, that person won. I'll remember them in the next, you know, when we get to the top eight and I can keep track of who's who yep. um, or the top five when I finally learn whose people's names are. Right. But like that's. 15 like we're talking 456 that's <laughs> why there's so just gonna, few people usually so you can keep get a handle on what's going yeah, on yeah you have like your four main characters but like that yeah. doesn't translate in reality tv or I, I didn't even think about this that's unreal how the hell I mean, like, it may be one of those things that, like, yeah, it's like, you know, you think of, like, American Idol, and it's like, thousands of people, and then we narrowed them down to this many, and then they're just saying, like, yeah, that was it, and then, like, they all narrowed down, and we're starting filming when there's 12. Right, right. Which I guess, like, with the Squid Game model, technically half of them should be gone after the first game, and then just kind of goes down, like, from there. So, but... Oh my god. Yeah, I I mean it's just logistically it's insane. Logistically it's insane. Contextually it's just weird. Like it's one of those things that I'm like it just feels wrong. Yeah. Like it feels like of course someone was going to do this, but to come from the same studio that produced the show, which is such a scathing, like such scathing yeah. view on, yeah, what you said, capitalism and what people will do to each other for money. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? It's going to p- make people do that for real. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and not to mention, we'll add a little thing here of like, is this going to like dilute the effectiveness of season two? Ooh. Good point. You know, if like, if you're like, oh yeah, remember that jackass that was like walking around breaking people's cookies, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. in the reality show. And then like, we're in season two and I'm like, oh man, I hated that guy. You know, I hated that guy. I don't really want to watch somebody like that on screen. Like, yeah. Imagine the real life version of, um, I don't remember the the names, any of the characters in Squid Game at this point, but, um, the, the the, like antagonist guy there, the, the, bully? the big mobster-esque yeah. bully guy. Yeah. Like, imagine somebody like that in a reality TV show, and then you're like... Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, screw that on. guy. Like, no, I don't want to... Like, yeah. You know. Now we have to watch this and take it seriously again. I'm like... Ah. That's the that's the part that gets me. It's like, you're, you're going back and forth between something where it's not... It's supposed to be fun. The game yeah. show is supposed to be fun for your entertainment, and you just kind of going through the motions, and then going back to this, sh- sh- like, hard drama that is yeah. not like that at all. I, it's a very weird, it's clashing of like tone and everything. And I, of course, it's we're also gonna tune in, but like, <laughs> yeah. And it's also not for nothing on the heels of Netflix being like, we're going to be make fewer and better shows. Right. And you're like, 
Squid Game. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Squid Game, but real. Like, <laughs> is this what you meant? It's just so, I can't, like, it's so tone deaf. I, like, that's what I just keep coming back to. I'm oh, like, it's unbelievable. Really? That's why it's like, I almost can't believe that they're doing it. I almost can't yeah. believe it. it's not a, It's not just like getting some kind of discourse so that X amount. And I, this is another thing I was thinking of was, you know, they only care about the first stat, the how many people tuned in on opening night. Like, they don't tell yeah. you what comes after. They don't tell you, like, okay, every day this many people watch Squid yeah. Game. So, like, if they make this show and it's super tone deaf and it's super bad, but... 350 million people tuned in to watch the opening show because they wanted to see if it was going to be a train wreck or not. Yep. They kind of did what they wanted to do, right? Like, and yeah. we'll get into this in a, in our later segment, but it's one of those things that I'm like, yes, they want to make more quality stuff, but that doesn't, it doesn't really matter in the end. Yeah. For their, for what well, they and like. it, it, it raises the opportunity that like Squid Game, the reality show may be, like the more known right oh aspect of squid well i guess like it's going to be hard to be more known than squid game true but like if there's you know if we get squid game the show for three seasons oh my god and we get squid game the challenge the reality show for you know 12, 12 15 seasons, seasons oh my god. you know like then it's like oh man did you know that squid game was like actually a tv show too that was like the opposite of what this is like yeah can you think of any other like tv shows what? that like are like turned into game shows it's so bizarre to me no no well no like because it's ne- i don't think there's ever been an opportunity to be like we'll make a you know i don't know an yeah. ncis like tv show like a a reality show but like that like that's just as absurd like yeah. i'm like yeah so it's based around kind of a, like a game i guess but like yeah yeah like can you imagine having like a um this is, of course, the part where I'm like, can't think of any TV shows, <laughs> but like an Obi-Wan Kenobi game show or like, yeah, I'm going to Google this real quick. I mean, I'm trying to think game shows based on TV. Here we go. Just Squid Game. <laughs> well, it's just giving me video game shows on TV and I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 no. Well, usually like, like shows usually aren't set up in a way that it makes sense for it to yeah. become some sort of game afterwards, like if Jeopardy, let's go the other direction. Yeah, 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 <laughs> is, yeah. Do deal or do no deal. The uh, the drama the or drama. Um, oh my god, Cash Cab, the drama. Cat, oh, I miss Cash Cab. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's just. It's just weird. I, there's no other way to put it. And I, I, of course, I'm going to check it out and see what I'm sure it's yeah. not going to be super amazing. I, I don't really love those kinds of uh, it's going to be like Wipeout, but like for it, a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Except, so that's what I keep thinking of. And like, it's going to be like Wipeout, but also like think of like the the cookie challenge. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like and it can't be the ones in the game right or in the show yeah because people will know how to yeah like the cooking thing, people are like oh i just like the bag of it and then, right you know right um so it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be like wipeout-esque stuff that's just like oh yeah, yeah well here we have to come up with challenges based on old games it's right. like here's hopscotch but like it's 
70 feet in the air right or something like you know right and they'll definitely all have to stay in that room with all the cots on it and there'll be like Mm -hmm. drama and it's just gonna be the thing about it too like squid game it's not necessarily about the challenges because they're over so quick that you're not really you know it's about the characters it's about the struggle and learning the character arcs this is not gonna have that so it's like this is just about the challenge portion of it which isn't the most yeah like well, it part. depends on like well, it, they'll what, try and make what kind of reality show we're talking about. Because Wipeout, yeah, is about the challenges. The yeah. Bachelor, not about the challenges. That's true. Or that's dates, true. or however I don't know. You Who know, knows? that's yeah. about the drama in between. That's true. Which, like, if that's like a middle ground kind of thing, where there's like, oh yeah, here's 456 people in a confession booth being like, oh, oh my, my god, god, I can't god. stand number 762, <laughs> 762. You know, a number that's not lower than 456. Sure. Nice, Wells. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm I I will give this the benefit of the doubt and watch the first one. Yeah, of course. I I'm gonna have to fight hard, hard to get through it like on principle alone it's like even if it's the I, best show on the on the planet like <laughs> it's just like guys like feel the room oh man anyway squid game the game show squid game the challenge that's what it's officially called right yeah yeah i believe so yeah squid game the challenge uh currently casting in the u.s and the uk and anywhere else yeah. um have to speak English. So, you know. That's the only thing, which is also yeah. like ironic. It's so funny. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, a Korean show. <laughs> it would be hilarious if they were like, did it in South Korea. That actually uh, would have been. That actually would be hilarious. I don't have any transition here, but Avatar. But Avatar, <laughs> not not the blue people. Not Avatar. Avatar. Not the Navi. Avatar. Avatar. Airbenders and whatnot. Yeah. Benders, not blender. What? Because <laughs> CG. I don't know. Oh shit. sure sure there we go so avatar and paramount recently in the past four years avatar the last airbender and this really happened because they put it on netflix they just put the series on netflix for Mm -hmm. a year and everybody was like oh my god i forgot about this show and they rewatched it again it's really made cora too and cora yep um it's really made quite a resurgence especially in the public interest and so Literally, in 2021, um, Nickelodeon and Paramount created an Avatar animation studio just to deal with Avatar-related content. And I think it's just what we're about to talk about, which is a trilogy of movies that are going to premiere in theaters. And then they might be – I'm sure they'll do, like, the the window probably. And um, I'm sure – well, it'll be interesting to see because I'm like – actually. I don't know how Paramount handles. I don't know how Paramount handles Paramount Plus and their theatrical releases. It's true because Jackass is still not there. Top Gun obviously isn't on there yet. Sure. Lost City is on there. Yes, but that came but out also late in other last places. Year. That's true. So, but and it's uh, weird. Sonic the Hedgehog two currently there. Yep. Yep. But then I mean, Paramount. We're also talking South Park. Mm-hmm. we're talking star trek we're talking halo mm-hmm. and like a ton of reality a ton of reality um, stuff and a ton of and and nickelodeon yeah you yeah. know um spongebob yeah all of nickelodeon too which is fairly awesome. odd parents yeah um Drake and rugrats Josh. like all this stuff yeah yeah 
An NCIS. Sorry. Of course. Um, <laughs> I might need NCIS, to watch that game at some show. point. So I don't know how Paramount Plus handles their like release window thing. I would assume it's probably 45. I feel like we're getting into a pretty standard move there. Yeah, and, and they've been pretty much primarily premiering their stuff in theaters. Um and but it's been coming pretty soon, so I'm sure it's mm-hmm. it's the forty five days. But they've been they've had a pretty good run of theatrical releases, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh I mean they they do a lot of blockbuster stuff, so that's that's really what yeah. it comes down to and a lot of big IP stuff, which this does fall under. Now I have no idea when these are supposed to premiere, so that's an I mean it's it probably at least a year out because it's animation and you know that's, yeah. that takes forever so oh yeah uh, yeah um i think we've got some time I, I would bet there's probably some kind of scripts involved already i'm sure um yeah they've got directors you know, and attached, this so did yeah and did we say this is the like original creators of avatar the last Airbender? we did not yet but yes yeah so this is like this is the the OG team of I I learned these names at one point, but I don't know. Um, it's Brian Konitsko and Michael Martino. Yes, that's what I'm really bad at names. Um, <laughs> but yeah, these are the guys that originally did Avatar back in the day, and then again did the Legend of Korra um, years later. And I'm I'm hyped. Yeah. Well, and so they were attached to do the Netflix show. Yeah, which fell apart because of creative differences. Now, when you're butting heads with the creators and you're saying that we have creative yeah. differences, that's you got to. And that show go is still them. coming. Yeah, I know. The live action Netflix Avatar: Last Airbender is still coming, which is like a weird. I'm like, how do those rights work? Question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which I guess maybe is why like we're not getting live action things from Paramount. Paramount, yeah. You know, they only have like because the there might be rights. like rights to it, yeah, yeah, and that will come no doubt before these animated movies, yeah, because um, that was ordered in 2018. They dropped out in 2020, yeah. and it's now 2022. So they haven't just been twiddling yeah. their thumbs. The, for and the last and few I've years. seen some stuff from like some behind the scenes stuff and like promo art from the the Netflix show, mm-hmm. um, and I'm hyped about it. It's yeah interesting that we've gotten this far with, uh, without talking about the um the terrible live action adaptation from uh m night shamham i was gonna make a joke at one point but it just made me sad <laughs> <laughs> so like it's weird because i'm like i'm more psyched about these three oh yeah animated films than i am about the live action oh yeah um and i don't know if that i mean that's there's a few things going on there i think part of it is like yeah it's like <laughs> We all know that the creators left for creative differences, so like doesn't bode well. Yeah. Come at me, Netflix. Um, yeah. yeah. But also, I, I feel like I'm pretty burned by the uh, the last Airbender. Uh, yeah. Which was just called, I believe, the last Airbender because like yep. Avatar came out at the same yeah at the time. same time. So like, well, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It will be interesting to see what these movies are. Let's let me ask you this. Can you think or do you have experience with any other animated films or animated shows that have uh, done movies as well? Like big movies, because obviously there's some that'll be like, oh, we did a, you know, a Disney yeah. Channel movie or a Nickelodeon movie. I mean, well, and I think of like Anna, I think of like Dragon Ball Z, I know, does like a ton of yep. movies in addition to um 
or Dragon Ball Super, I guess now, in addition mm-hmm. to their shows. Yep. Um, but I can't think of anything Pokemon. that's done tentpole. Yeah, they do, but like, and they did like Detective Pikachu, but like not really. And, and I guess their original movies, like back in the yeah. like early two thousands, were pretty big. Yeah, um, those were awesome. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon the movie two thousand. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Such a class. Um, I think I have that on VHS. Honestly. Oh man. Um. Yeah. No, I can't really think of any others that really did that because I don't think it was. Especially not something that went to well, like a theater like this is yeah. going to, you know. Also, I like fully confess that I am definitely not target audience for like anything that would be that, you know. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure my eyes may have glazed over certain things, but right, right. It'll be interesting to see where it lands in the because, like, yeah, the storyline's pretty tied up. Yeah, very you know? much tied up. I suppose there's a lot of space between Avatar and. And Korra. Korra. Yeah. But man, just the characters are so engaging. The world is so engaging. I know. It's one of those shows or properties that really the world building is so strong that like yeah. if you go back and rewatch the last Airbender show, it's it's good, but like there's definitely some things where you're like, it's a little rough here in terms of the yeah. story and stuff, but it's just the fact that you want to be there. You want to just stay there mm-hmm. for the duration of, you know, 30 minute episodes. And yeah. so if they can capture that again, it doesn't even have to do with this, you know, the original cast of characters or anything, although they said it was going to be based off the show. So I don't know if that means they're going to try and that makes me a little nervous with movies and whatnot, but if it's well, done that's well. The- I believe that's the concern with um, the live action show is there were a lot of yeah. people saying that the live action show was just like a recreation of the first season of but Twitch. Why? I'm like, I've seen that story. Yeah. Why do it? You know. And make it less good. Like, because the reason yeah. the show works is because it's so quirky and funny and, and goofy and like it's it's yeah. animation based. And so if we start to get, if it's, it's what Shyamalan tried to do, tried to make yeah. it like not, you know. <laughs> Not animation, yeah. and it just didn't and really work. Arguably, not for kids. No, no, you know, not for um, anyone really. But yeah, which um, like say what you will, <laughs> yeah, say what you will. But like Avatar, definitely for kids intentionally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think speaks to like a a much wider audience very very easily. Definitely. Now it's interesting because I think Avatar has been. It's just it's a hard property to nail down for some reason for these mm-hmm. for everybody. It's it's, and I think part of it is because it's the it's the um the source material text like the for, the original show yeah. is so beloved that if you go any direction with this and it's bad like that's huge. Yeah, that's really and they've done that already. Like we've seen it and we've seen it get memed on. Yeah, and so you really want to do a good job with this. And I mean, they're, they, they have a lot of, we have a lot of content coming at us, avatar based content. Yeah. And if it's bad, I'm sure they're putting hundreds of millions of dollars into this. Well, the interesting thing is a lot of it depends on the Netflix show. I know. Because the Netflix show is going to hit first. And if it's like gangbusters, if people love it, if it's great. Yeah. An animated revisit is not going to hit nearly as people are going to be like, well, but like, give me more of the live action. Right. If the live action show sucks, mm-hmm. then people are going to be like, I'm a avatar purist. Give me the animation from mm-hmm. the original. And it's good. Like, right. 
those uh those movies are gonna go crazy those movies are gonna go crazy i'm gonna yeah. i'll see these in theaters like, oh hell yeah that's yeah. awesome that's awesome yeah i mean i'm excited it's it paramount is an interesting studio right now because they're kind of right in the middle like they have a lot of streaming stuff mm-hmm. they have a lot of theatrical stuff and but they're not really in like when you think streamers nobody's like first one paramount plus yeah you know so i think paramount is probably the first one that people discount of like yeah, yeah. i'm not paying for paramount right but and they are going hard with their ip yeah yeah like if you love star trek i mean you gotta be there so the yeah like i mean and that's why i have it i have it for picard and yeah. um i'm not gonna lie like new horizons the like a new show that they're doing keeps catching me like catching my eye yeah because apparently it's like Kirk and um yeah Admiral Pike it's like yes. the, it's the um pre-Kirk on the Enterprise it's like that kind of world yes. and I'm like I'm into that um it, and I'm not even I'm not even a huge Star Trek fan right but which I can showcase by the fact that I almost said wars <laughs> yeah but like I'm you know I yeah. watched Next Generation coming up, you know. Totally. I watched Voyager. I watched uh eh, I watched some Deep Space Nine, but right. I don't know how we started talking about Star Trek. I but. don't know. I mean it's it's because it's one of the only properties that really, really thrives on Paramount. I mean, yeah, New yeah. Horizons, I've watched a couple episodes, and again, I'm not a big Star Trek dude, but I literally just put it on because it caught my eye one day. And it's yeah. pretty fun. It's like a pretty standard it's it's Star Trek. Um, but it's yeah. it's pretty fun. Uh it's a weird thing that you go paramount doesn't have any ip and then you look and they go oh they have like a ton of ip they have a lot of ip it's just like a lot of weird fringe stuff i mean like they have halo not that Mm -hmm. anyone watched halo but like that's a huge Huge. potential huge property massive massive and i mean again like you said nickelodeon dude that's humongous yeah that's easily as big as disney's like disney channel like definitely like nick was huge well, and I'm just like, I'm floating through their website here and it's like, they also have like, I mean, it's CBS. They have mm-hmm. like football. That's right. They have yeah. <laughs> World Cup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. have these things that you're just, they have RuPaul. They have yep. that. Uh, did you watch The Offer? No. I, I heard interesting things about it. Yeah. Did you watch it? I haven't. I, I continually wish this was a movie. Me too. That's what I've heard. Everyone's like, it's shooting I'm like, movie. I'm like, I just, I'm not putting six hours into this. I like knock no. this story. I would be 100% there for a movie, but I'm like, right. oh, so many shows to start, but yeah. And you know that they probably didn't have six full hours worth of material. So there's some stuff in there that's like, we need to do yeah. six episodes. Yeah. No, no good. I'm not into it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. So, do you think this is an opening salve for Avatar? Do you think if these three movies do great, it's just like, are we looking at a Star Trek? Uh, no, not Star Trek. I meant to say Star Wars. Star Wars, time. yeah. Are we looking at like a Star Wars expansion here where we're going to get like, oh, okay, here's a new show. Here's three more movies. Here's, it's, you know. It's definitely possible. The only thing I'll say is I don't think, I think people make avatar into something that's not which is like this massive i mean it is big the world is big yeah. the lore is heavy but and it's beloved and it's definitely beloved but it's yeah. really you have one direction to go and it's like you know 
the element benders and then the avatar yeah. and it's pretty much that and warring nations and stuff like that so it could i just don't know exactly where they would go if they're not you know following the yeah. avatar and the, these uh, you know these little things yeah here, i will so. say the cool thing i do love about that world is their variations on the four elements oh yeah how they like expand it out to be like oh yeah like here's like a metal bender and mm-hmm. like here's a i mean Korra went a little nuts with it yeah um you know i like here's blood benders and here's mm-hmm. lava benders and here's um people that can fly because air because air yeah you know like <laughs> Core got a little out there on it, yeah. but like but that's, that's the happen. kind of thing yeah. that I'm like, there's so much story that can be like the episode. We're getting a little deep into lore here, but there's an episode <laughs> where uh with the bloodbender. Yeah. Where I'm like, that's such a very specific and interesting story to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like there's so many themes around that of yeah. like, yeah, what does it mean to like take control of someone's body? And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. really intense for a children's show. It is. Oh, so you could do like, but like that's the dark thing is like yeah, Avatar. There's a lot. There's a ton to unpack there, mm-hmm. and like Avatar is a kids show, but yeah. like there are times in there where it's like not. It, yeah, it gets dark. It, there's so much variation that you could literally expand that and expand it and expand it and expand mm-hmm. it, and like still continue to find new variations on your central theme that play right. It's true. Now that you say that, that's that's very true. And if this so if this does well, if both of them do well, I mean that's that's the yeah. floodgates have been opened. If the movies at least do well, there'll be a lot more Avatar related animated content at least. Yeah, that's yeah. hopefully quality. Hopefully, if, yeah. Well, I want to. We should look into the rights layout of this because I want to yeah. know is like is Netflix doing the same thing where they're like. If our, this show does mm-hmm. well, we have live action rights to all of this. We're going to do two yeah. live action right. Avatar movies. Um, yeah. Mm. I wonder and if that's a weird thinking. This that's a ahead. weird situation if we have like dueling Avatar properties. Yeah. Like different, but also yeah. not like, mm, that gets a little messy. That's interesting. I don't know that we have a uh, an IP, like a franchise that's unfolded like that no they usually keep the rights so close to the chest that it's like yeah. you, you ain't getting anything out of this and it's like always in one one company you know? yeah yeah interesting i guess we'll to keep an eye on that i guess a close one would be like part bits and pieces of the mcu with like mutants and like sony versus like disney yeah. and having like you can't say these words but you can say these you can have magic yeah. you can't have mutants you know stuff like that <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah. Hmm, that's odd that's really interesting. I yeah. mean, we're definitely getting a lot of content, so we're going to know in it's the next keep coming. year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of a lot of content. That's good. Yeah. So we talk all the time <laughs> about streaming versus theaters. Yes. You know, and we, we've, I think we've developed some theories on this podcast of how this stuff goes down of what's released in streaming, what's released in theaters and why and whatnot, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But today we thought, and I guess I'm stealing your hosting duties for today, but um, it's okay. It's all right. Today we were kind of thinking about like looking at it literally from a, like a statistical point of view of not statistical, but like a data point of view of yeah. here's a dollar sign and here's a minute n- number or hour number. 
Um, and which of those is more valid? Not it's even not, valid, it's but not valid, but like valuable, I think. Yeah. Because, you know, and we we do talk about this a lot, but we're in we're seeing real time studios and distributors struggle to to literally answer that question for themselves and be like, does 300 million hours streamed equal 400 million dollars at the box office? You know, yeah. It, and it's hard because you're gauging it off of subscriber number. Like, it's really the only thing you can gain yeah. off of us like a, a streamer is subscriber numbers. Which for a one-time fee is good, you know. You can get three hundred million people fifteen dollars yeah. a piece, but you know, and we talked about this just now with uh, with Netflix's kind of willingness to just throw stuff at the wall, and they're yeah. kind of trying to back off that. But Red Notice, I think some three hundred plus million people watched that, and they were touting yeah. that as such a huge, the most popular movie yeah. on Netflix of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And I know zero people who thought it was good. And I yeah. know, I mean, I know people who turned it off. I didn't finish it. Like, I'm wondering how many people finished it. So for Netflix, like, they're very concerned with the headline of this yeah. many people watched this, which is kind of what, that's what the box office is too. Top Gun made 300 million. Like, it doesn't really matter to me. Like, it's, I didn't see the money. It's just yeah. which one makes a bigger splash. And well, I don't and know. And arguably, which one it's like, yeah, Top Gun made $300 million. That's all up front. Like yeah. that that number reflects nothing about how many people liked it. Right. Same thing. That's yeah. an oversimplification, but like, you know, it's like well, you had to get people in the room. Mm-hmm. Like once they paid for their ticket, like they could have turned the projector recorded. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like stat recorded, like, you know, you're not getting, you know, three hundred million dollars in ticket sales. And then like, you know, half these people went home and went, I pff, I wish it was like less planes. Right. You know, right. Right. It's a ridiculous statement, but, uh, <laughs> I can't believe there's so but many yeah. planes. God, I thought like there were guns in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Top gun. What is this? <laughs> I see no guns. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about? So I feel like we should qualify from the beginning here. Like we're not going to get to an answer at the end of this. This is like no. a huge question. Yeah. That I don't think there is an answer for. No, nor do we have all the information to like even come yeah, close to yeah. finding it. <laughs> How streamers actually like measure their profit margins is like debatable across oh, the yeah. entire industry, save for the people in like Netflix's boardroom or whatever. Right. But like, all right, I feel like we need to focus. Let's focus in on Red Notice. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's start here. Do you think... Red Notice would have been a box office success. Like Throw during away the time everything, when it came yeah. Out? Like when, when if it came out in theaters at the same time it came out on mm-hmm. Netflix, and discredit like all thing, although all other things being equal, discredit COVID or whatever. Like gotcha. it's a normal, a normal theatrical year, kind yeah. of world. Yeah. No. They put, you don't think so at all they with three two, massive stars. I mean, they put. 200 million i'm just thinking of it in terms of what they put into it versus what they're going to make i mean i i don't i don't think so i mean i'm not arguing against you here either no i know i'm just trying to think of why i think that versus the fact that i know it's a bad movie (laughs) like yeah i mean it's 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 word of mouth would have have thrown it down yeah like it's an it's an original here's one thing i'll say it's an original blockbuster action movie yeah which i don't think those do 
super hot in theaters these days anyway. So I guess that's part of it too. It's like there's not you, yes, you have Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot but yeah. who bring their own audiences to a degree. Who definitely bring their own audiences down. to a degree. Actually, I would like to know how much something like Skyscraper made or even like Free Guy because or Death on the Nile, I think is the the most recent Gal Gadot. Yep. Sorry, that <laughs> Skyscraper Free Guy and Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile made 90 million. Failure. Um, that's what it literally said in the title. <laughs> uh, Free Guy is a good one. Uh, let's see. I will say the algorithm really wants me to watch Death on the Nile. It throws it up everywhere. I watched it. It's not like the worst movie ever. It's like a chill watch for yeah. 90 minutes. Um, but <laughs> it's Kenneth Branagh's legacy. It is. And it's his accent is like just absolutely terrible. But um he directs those too, right? Yeah. 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 It's that in Belfast. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. What I can say about him is he has <laughs> and rage. Thor the Dark World. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in Harry Potter, so you know. Yeah. Um I I, I actually don't think I mean I this would have made money. I don't think it would have been like a smash. It wouldn't have done Five hundred million dollars. It wouldn't be the number one movie at the box office. No, maybe for like the first minute it was out. You know, like they always do. But yeah, no, I don't think so. Do you? Do you think it would have been? No. Have you seen it? No, I don't at all. I haven't seen it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Don't. I was going to watch it, and then you waved me off in probably the most (laughs) aggressive fashion uh, (laughs) of any movie you've ever waved me off of. Oh, half star, baby. Like I don't give those out often, and that is a half star movie. Um. I did see an article the other day that was like, oh, uh, Red Notice 2 could be great because of the setup of the first one. I'm like, okay. What setup? I don't remember anything. Sure. <laughs> I don't remember what anyone was um, name was, what the story guy. was. Yeah. yeah. So at this point in time, with Netflix's current model of releasing things and them trying to kind of nail down a really like a brand, I think that's what they're trying to do mm-hmm. is just because what with Netflix... Yeah. There is no, you don't, it's, when you hear the word, it's produced by Netflix, it doesn't could mean anything. anything. It literally yeah. means nothing. And so. Could be Squid Game, could be Squid Game, the game show. It, it literally, that's perfect. It literally could be that. And, and so I, I mean, I also heard that they were going to try and start releasing their stuff in theaters. Yeah. Which is, is that not an indictment on that this doesn't matter? Like that the 400 million hours watched isn't equating to anything substantial enough to mean more than a headline? So let me, uh, let's, let me pose this question. And this is a two part. So right. is the 300 million hours streamed anything more than a marketing ploy? No. <laughs> it's, it's basically Netflix attempting to force word of mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second part of the question is, is box office not the same thing? That's, yeah, that's true. So is it safe to say that we can agree that like, in terms of their level of legitimacy, a box office number versus hours streamed, we're kind of talking about the same kind of metric? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then the question then becomes... I guess, why do we associate value with a box office result more than hours streamed? Hours streamed. I mean, what if you did like, theaters could do that. 
theaters could say X amount of people came in and yes watched it for two hours you know i mean that would be wild if they were just like you know what we're gonna start measuring this by seats filled yeah 800 million hours which is actually really fascinating if you think about it because that if you say seats filled that negates all price bumps from like imax and rpx and et cetera et cetera et cetera yeah but that's not what we're talking true um kind of what we're talking about so i'll say two things one i think there's a level to all which we're all like, well, but box office is how you measure success. Right. It's like ingrained. It's like that. No, but like, yeah, that's how, you know, that's what you think of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like saying like, yeah, I measure how fuel efficient my car is by miles per gallon. Not like how long I stand right at the pump when I'm pumping gas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ooh, I, good analogy for off nice. the top of my head. That was nice. Good job, Willis. Um, <laughs> so, like, there's a level to which it's like, yeah, that's just how it's always been. And there's a level to which I feel like we're more likely to associate value to money because it's like, yeah. yes, more money is good. Right. Hashtag capitalism. Yeah. But also, like, I uh, man, I had this whole point at the beginning and now I'm, like, fading away from it because I got sidetracked by my sweet analogy and... <laughs> When you look at hours streamed, it's so vague. Right. It gives you less. I mean, there's not even a val a financial value attached. Yeah. And like, it's weird because I keep wanting to put all these qualifiers on hours streamed. Like, well, and like, were people even watching? But I'm like, were people even watching in the theater? Like, you could go into a theater. You could pay to go to a movie and stare at your phone for two hours. You could. You know. But you're more likely, if especially now when you have to spend 15 bucks to get in, you're way more likely. And like you said, it's not just, oh, let's show up at a theater on a Friday night and just scroll yeah. or, you know, scan to see what we want to see. It's like, I, I have to go see Top Gun tonight. There's intention to it. That's yeah. it. So it's it's less likely, but you're right. It, it it could be happening. Okay. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. So like a dollar value is more substantial because going to the movies requires a more, a higher level of intent than like, yeah, I just put this on. Like how many times have you put yeah. a movie on? And then like 10 minutes later, you're like, yeah, for our, for our, uh, <laughs> listeners yeah. at home, I just dramatically like <laughs> looked off in yeah. the direction. And I was like, this is a podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, did it with margin calls the other day. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> margin call. Jesus. <laughs> um, I really like that movie, but it is Me so too. dense. Me too. Sidebar. <laughs> Neither metric tells you about the quality of the film at all. Yes. That's one thing for sure. Ye- mm, yes. To a certain tells point, if it makes about, $2 billion, you can say- Well, well word of mouth Jurassic is like Park a qualifier in here. Yeah, yeah. Like word of mouth is a qualifier because- Word of mouth will destroy a box office. Word of mouth True. might not necessarily destroy a streamer. Right. There's because there's no stakes. Turn it on, turn because it Because I, here, I can bring it up. Because I watched Morbius. Oh, no, you didn't. Because I did. I did. It's did so bad. Did you rent Morbius? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as I was expecting. Really? But it's like... It would have fit right in with early 2000s superhero movies. Ah. Where there's so much stuff in the script that they're like, but why is this? And they're like, because it's a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, all right. If that's an acceptable answer for anything that happens, you're like, then sure, I'm, I'm, go for it. We're along for the ride now. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. why does he fly down a uh, subway tube? Because it's a superhero movie. Okay. Oh, all right. Fair um, enough. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Seen a lot um, of those. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if like if your level of like validation for something in the script is like that low, then yeah. like sure, sure. Um, but if you're like, oh, this has to tell like a legitimate story, then like, no, it's terrible, right? right. Um, and it is arguably terrible. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, it wouldn't be my number one on our megapixels of worse. It's better than Electra. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Say. Thank the Lord. Oh my word. Yeah. Um, so what the hell were we talking about? Word of mouth. We were talking about word of mouth. Yeah. So yeah, word of mouth will destroy a theatrical run because if you're like, yeah, that's terrible. I'm not going to go see that movie in theaters. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not going to commit car. to that. I'm not going to get in my car, go pay, pay for popcorn, yeah. pay for the movie. But, but, no, if I'm sitting at home and I'm bored. Mm hmm. And something comes up that's like, I heard that was really bad. Yeah. Let's check it out. It's cost me zero money right now Mm -hmm. to see how bad that really was. Yeah. I clicked that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I clicked Morbius. I'm like, yeah. It's true. That's mm, maybe we're getting away from like needing statistics like this. Like not like obviously the the companies still need them to gauge what's going mm-hmm. well, but like having us know how much a movie made, like what value does that really bring me aside from like I yeah. I, I like the stats. I think we like the stats just because it's interesting. But for the general well, consumer, and that's like ingrained in everybody is right. like more money equals better. Yeah, right. but Which, like the metric isn't itself that good anymore but i do still think the dollar sign is a better indicator of quality okay because i think this is this is really interesting to try and process through i think people are more likely to just hit play on something that they've heard of Mm -hmm. regardless of its um quality sure versus something uh, other sure so we can take like the example. Uh, so also this past week, uh, because I am a hurricane of content consumption, I watched this movie that just came out called Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, um, which is a very small indie, two people in the whole movie. Uh, it's Emma Thompson and Thompson. Yeah, Emma Thompson and um, another actor whose name I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, and it's great. It's so good. It's gotten almost no press. Mm-hmm. it's on Hulu. you should absolutely go watch it um but like if i'm sitting at home scrolling through whatever doom scrolling through netflix or doom scrolling through um hulu i'm gonna stop on the thing that i that has connected in my head yeah with something i've heard of previously totally as opposed to clicking randomly on something new right that i've never heard of um, yeah which is something that I personally, as like a film consumer, have been trying to work on. Right. Um, but I think your general <laughs> consumer is going to be like, oh, The Rock's in that. Right. I'm going to, oh, I like The Rock. I'll watch something with The Rock as opposed right. to like, what is this is about 
Yeah, a, the lost daughter. Like a, the lost. <laughs> yeah, well, even the lost daughter is like, oh, I like Channing Tatum. I like, you know, I True. like uh, Cinder. Oh no, 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 like, the you, lost daughter, the Maggie Gyllenhaal movie. <laughs> oh yes, yes. And I was trying to Sorry. stick it with Netflix. So I was like, <laughs> the lost year. Yeah, uh, Oscar yeah, exactly. Contender, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the hell is the Sandra Bullock one called then? Oh, The Lost City. Lost City. Okay. Also watch that. Not terrible. Not not great, no? but not terrible. All right. Like we said, guys, we didn't get to an exact answer here. <laughs> well, let me let me let me nail hit the nail on the head as best I can here. So yeah. the 300 million is like currently Ooh, is this what it is? The 300 million dollars is currently not necessarily an indicator of popularity but of quality whereas the 300 million hours viewed is more of a indicator of popularity but not necessarily quality i think that works is that play i feel like that plays i think that works yeah so it's like it's two yeah. things that we're trying to compare apples to apples, but it's like right. not really. Right. Not 100 percent there. Yeah. But they're both used to trick you into watching stuff. Well, yes, they're both like, as we said at the top, they're yeah. both still just marketing ploys to be like, right. well, 300 million other people watch this movie. You should watch it. And you I'm should like, watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> OK. Yeah. I wonder. It's Morbin time. It's, it's freaking Morbin time. I I wonder if will ever shy away from the box office thing. Probably not because it's just, unless it becomes like, so not impressive, you know, like movies. Well, are I feel like, like it's, $2 it's going <laughs> to, yeah, it's going to be one of those things. It's like your tentpole things are like, Oh yeah, this is, you know, this made $500 million in its first night. Right. You're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Shit. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, but like the smaller stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, it opened to like $20 million. You're like, I don't know if that's good anymore. Right. Right. Is that should I go see this 20 million in the first? Is that good? So now those $20 million movies will probably just go straight to streaming then. Well, yeah, that's a whole nother kind Hmm. of thing. Um, Hmm. It's also worth noting. I'm like, is anyone besides Netflix putting out their hours viewed metrics? No, because I don't think anyone has close to that number. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. But no, yeah. That's the that's that's another thing about the, the $300 million is like everybody agrees on that number, on that metric. Right. Actually, you know what? HBO Max did. Um, yeah. Because they did oh, it for the Snyder Cut actually. and they did it for, I think, the Batman when they put it on. They just, I don't think they, they might have said how many users like watched it, not hours. Sure. Um. But but it has to. But they only do it seldomly, and like Netflix doesn't yeah. do it often either. It's only when they break records. They do it when know? they win. Yeah. And so, hmm. it'll be interesting to see if like there's a company that steps like Nielsen steps up and is yeah. kind of like. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be Nielsen. I feel like Nielsen's having a yeah. hard time with this whole transfer to streaming. But I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's wonderful people working at Nielsen. Oh yeah. Yeah. hard on this but i feel like there will be some other company that kind of pops up and is like this is what people watch this weekend right um, and here's a standardized metric across because that's what we need is a standardized metric honestly um, yeah that's what we really need what's being watched more yeah uh, kenobi or like umbrella academy right yeah you know there's yeah. no metric that can compare those two so. no mm. 
Very interesting. Well, it's a lot of stuff that hope I hope becomes not clearer but more transparent in the future. Yeah, because it's interesting and like we used to get those metrics of how many people would tune. I mean, that's what they would base their what they would cancel off of when yeah. cable. You know, it's like oh, we we dropped you know down to six million viewers and it's no longer viable. Can I throw one more question out there? Yeah. Can we exist without this metric at all? What do you mean? Like if there was no no box office numbers released, mm-hmm. and that's you know not going to happen, but for argument's sake, like if there's sure. no box office numbers released, no streaming hours released, mm-hmm. or even just say there's no streaming hours released ever. There's No one has any idea how popular any movies are. Right. Is that problematic? If we don't have that, th- like my instinct there is then I'm like, well, I'm going to go to Rotten Tomatoes. Well, there will be, that's the thing. You're going to go to try and find a metric because no matter what yeah. I'm watching, I'm like, I want to know generally if this is good or if it's a waste of time, mm-hmm. you know? So box office, I don't think it's as necessary as people think it is. Yeah. But that's really interesting. No, I don't think you can have it be just zero. Avoid. Yeah. Yeah. Because then. It might correct itself eventually, but yeah, that's really weird. I'm way more into the idea of like, here's a Rotten Tomatoes score for everything yeah. versus um, how much, yeah, versus like hours streamed. Yeah, because that doesn't mean you know? anything. That's literally meaningless. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. There's so many variables in hours streamed. Right, right. Air quotes. Yeah. Weird. Crazy. Very what a crazy. world we live in. Dude, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Five years ago, we think we'd be talking about this type of stuff, like th- literally. It's why I'm like, <laughs> I, I never thought I'd be exhausted by the level of content that I have to consume. Yeah, and like looking for some kind of level to parse it, and it's like, yeah, it's crazy. It is it's crazy. crazy. It's probably really cool to be an actor right now. Yeah, you can or just horrifying. do well horrifying but like you can do whatever you want to like prestige tv like random movies indies big yeah. blockbuster like people are all over the place do the mcu for a movie drop out do a blumhouse picture do a small a24 joint like there's a That's lot true. being made and so hmm, interesting well as always we're gonna keep uh looking at this stuff keep our eyes out yeah i uh I wonder, this is just one kind of random question, but do you think that Netflix looks at Apple and goes, shit, we screwed up. Like, they've already, Apple's been around, Apple TV has been around for, like, what, five years, like, like, substantially? Apple TV? No. TV Plus, TV Plus. No, like, less than a year, I feel like. Really? I feel like it was, well, like a year and some change. I feel like it was late, late 2020. I feel like it was, like, October, November 2020 that Apple Plus debuted. And they've already uh, have like five shows with Emmys and they won best picture. Do you think Netflix is like, Oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't because I think Netflix goes, yeah, but the red notice streamed 300 million hours. But who cares? Like a best picture win is, is actually, <laughs> I mean, this is a whole nother conversation that we could have, but I'm yeah. like, how many people saw Coda? I know. I know. I know. You know what I mean? Versus like you go back 20 years, how many people saw gladiator? How many yeah. people saw Titanic? It's true. Yeah. You know? Uh, I know. That's a whole other conversation we could have. We'll, it really we'll is. We'll put that in that the doc for, for, yeah, for upcoming com- conversations. Because that's like, we could talk about that for an hour easy. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole. And thing. it will be horrifying because all we'll make ourselves cry. I know. I know. So we'll end it here, folks. Yes. 
That's with, where we're we wrap. won't make ourselves cry. No, yeah, exactly. We will come not, back. Not yet. In a future episode, we'll be weeping. Um, <laughs> We've made literally no reference to what our uh, our recommendation prompt is. Zero. Let's let's. So do I, it, I'll leave it to you. Yeah. <laughs> so Lightyear premiered this past weekend, and it did. It, it's odd. It's an odd one just because it's they're really going full force into the you know this, so let's just make it something out of it. And it's not bad. It's a Pixar movie, uh, but it's interesting. So It did not take the weekend. Everyone thought it was going to take the weekend. No, it did not. Which it, it lost to Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, on its second weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, by like, by like $9 million, which is... That's... Yeah. Uh, but I think possibly people are like, well, this will just be on Disney Plus in like two weeks. So like my kids, I'm True. not going to take that's, it to the That's literally where, where I am. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to go to the theater. See this? Yeah. I'm gonna, this is a Disney Plus movie right. for me. Hey, um, back to box office versus streaming hours right there. I will. I, I want to throw one last thing here. I find it really, I'm looking at the top five uh, weekend box office from mm-hmm. last weekend. And it was Jurassic World Dominion, Lightyear, mm-hmm. Top Gun Mavericks, and then Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah, it went it went fifty nine million, fifty million, forty million, and then four million. Strange, for strange, really? Like that? The number four movie made in the, four million in the country did made four million dollars. Like, like we've really hit a point of like, yeah, like we just have a couple movies that come out, yeah, and they do good for a little bit, and that because like who's going to see Strange right now? It's coming out. It came no out. One, yesterday. It came out yesterday. Yeah, no yeah. one, no one in their right mind. Like, oh my god. Weird. Okay. Well. Anyway. Having said that, I will not sidetrack us again. We're it's uh, in this episode <laughs> now that we're at the tail end. Now that we're at the tail end, uh, we're gonna give you our recommendation for honestly, I would say favorite Pixar movie, but yeah. a good any any Pixar movie that you would recommend somebody check out over something like Lightyear, because <laughs> yes. Soulless comes to mind when I think of that movie. You know, it's <laughs> Soulless. There's not, not Soul. The, the Pixar movie? No, not not Soul, the Pixar movie. It doesn't have the like the ingenuity and the creativeness of phase one of Pixar just yeah. will never be captured again. And it's yeah. really not in that's it right very now. true. Yeah. So so favorite or just a Pixar movie that you would recommend people check out. There's pretty much like a lot of them. It's a long <laughs> list. And they're mostly really, like it's really a weird good. thing. You think of like the like the your top Pixar things and you're like, oh, Okay, probably that one or mm-hmm. that one. And then like you go probably that one or that one or that one mm-hmm. or that one mm-hmm. or that one or that one or that one. Yep. Like it's their original slate is just. It's unbelievable. All legendary. Um, yeah. So should we do shall we do mine first? Uh, if you want to, yeah. So this is one I like. If you had said this was like the fifth one that came to my mind when I was really? like favorite Pixar movies, yeah. But like, is arguably my favorite. I could make an argument for others, but is yeah. arguably my favorite Pixar movie, and that's Ratatouille. Nice. Yes, I love that movie. I so good. love that movie. I could put that movie on it any time. It's so, good. and I would watch it. I would eyes on the screen yeah. watch it through yeah. the whole thing yeah and like you know i mean Patton oswald as remy is great unreal but also you get like lou romano as linguini and um janine Gra- janine garofalo was colette that's crazy to me i'm that's really i that was feel stunned. like i didn't know that i didn't know that either i, I was actually stunned 
when I, I, I like read looked that. at Janine Garofalo and I was like, no, that she wasn't Colette. But yeah. Wow. That's unreal. That's unbelievable. Holy crap. I'm really embarrassed now that I'm calling this my favorite Pixar movie. And I'm like, oh yeah. Didn't even know. (laughs) Um, I may have to watch Ratatouille tonight. I might have to Um, as well. But the cast in it is amazing. Yeah. Uh, The the character development. Oh, this is what I was saying. But like the character between the relationships between even like the smaller characters, not that like Colette and Linguini are smaller characters, but like Mm -hmm. is great. And like Remy's relationship with his family is great. And yep. It's so, it's just, I love that movie to the end yeah. of the earth. And like, I'm putting this up against like Toy Story and yeah. Inside Out and yeah. Incredibles. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Wally. Like, and Wally. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I love this movie and yeah. I will watch it endlessly. Um, and yes. I'm going to have to go watch it now. Oh, man. This is, th- that's the best, like, argument i can make for this is like i'm talking about this movie for like i have to go i'm like i gotta go watch this movie (laughs) yeah oh Um, man it makes me so hungry too like the food like mm -hmm. actually looks so good and it's like it's it's complete pixar animation so you're like it should not really have that effect but it just oh that movie is like cozy it's that's a really cozy great oscar winner for best animated feature of the Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. and just solid Man, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I'm gonna have to dial that up pretty soon because it's a it's Brad such a Bird, absolutely movie. brilliant, unbelievable. Wow. All what right. about you, Josh? That's Let's bring it to one. you. What is your favorite top? What is your number one want to talk about Pixar movie? So I again, like you, you you run through the list and you're like, they're all all of them. You know, every single one is my number one. Uh, I almost went with The Incredibles because it is so so good. It's another classic. That was Brad the one Bird. I was like, I feel like Josh is going to go for The Incredibles. But the only reason I'm not is because Finding Nemo is the movie I've seen the most from Pixar because mm-hmm. I had this on DVD when I was a kid. And there's something about the opening, really the opening and the closing. Everything about it is amazing. But like the score, I have the score in a playlist on my on my uh Mm -hmm. in my spotify because the opening score is just so beautiful and peaceful and it has it does something that not every pixar movie does which is it kind of like it starts off with an extremely emotional beat that yeah like sets a a strange tone for the rest of the movie where you're like it it almost it it almost puts you like off balance um in a weird way but it just it drags you right in and I mean, everybody in it is incredible. The trauma that opens that up, that movie up, like, oh, it's is some of the best character development for Marlon. Yeah, of like any movie I've seen. Really, it, you're like yeah. the whole. It like defines this whole thing, and you're yeah. like, I absolutely 100 percent get it. Yeah, yeah, you understand, and you get why he would do exactly what he does in the movie, yeah. which is. And I also just love adventure movies, movies where someone has to cross a great distance to get somewhere. My favorite Disney movies are always those, like the Road to El Dorado and stuff like that, where you have to get yeah. from point A to point B, and you meet all these characters along the way, and there's Star real Wars. peril. I mean, there's sequences in that, like the 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 land or the the um the mine sequence underwater, where there's like all those yeah. floating mines with like, the sharks stuff yeah. that's like scary in it. And so it hits all these emotional. The beats. sharks, the sharks are terrifying. Yeah, terrifying, like when they're down super low and there's like that lamp fish and like there's there's so much to love about this movie. Like even once they get up on land and like the dentist stuff and it's just like yeah, it's funny. It's got the a lot seagulls. of heart. The voice acting is incredible. 
Um, Ellen DeGeneres as Dory. I know we're not feeling quite super great about Ellen right now, but she is perfect as Dory, like unbelievably perfect yeah. as Dory. Um, all, obviously, Albert Brooks. An inspirational character that yeah. I like. I think helped a lot of people. It definitely did. Yeah. And got her own movie. So like, there's clearly yeah. something there. Uh, but yeah, Finding Nemo is just like a comfort movie for me. And yeah, um, and yeah that's why it's got to be my number one. There's Finding so Nemo was like, if I hadn't landed on Ratatouille, I would have landed on Finding Nemo. Yeah. It's just so good. I might that, I might actually have to fire that up tonight. <laughs> we'll the, see. <laughs> the, the qualifier I kind of used is like, what movie can I sit here and go, yep, I can think through every yeah. scene in that movie. Yes. Yes. To which I'm like, I can't think of every scene in Up. No. No. You know, I'm like, I can't think I watched The Good Dinosaur the other day, which was not bad, but not yeah, not Pixar. No. Um, that's what that's this this era is just yeah. not bad, but not like onward. Soul is pretty good, but you're it's not Monsters Inc. It's not the incredible. Yeah. It's not car even Monsters. I like cars even. Like there's something there where I'm like, I can get yeah. behind this to a certain extent. Yeah. Um and like you get and like Luca and uh yeah. I th- I feel like Brave was the turning point where it's like Yeah. Brave is This is good. good. Brave yeah. is yeah, like none of them are bad. That's the thing. They're not bad. You can't have one. You know what I mean? I'm like <laughs> I can't say of any of them that I'm like that was a miss. No. Like I even just watched Turning Red and I'm like I really really enjoy Turning Red. Yeah. And it's got a lot of shit, but like I think it was a great movie. Yeah. Um Yeah. And like that's where you land on every Pixar movie. Yeah, even I'm just talking about Lightyear. I'm like, we walked out of it at the end. And I'm like that. I had a lot of fun. Like I had a really yeah. good time. I literally cried. Like th- it was a Pixar experience. It just yeah. didn't feel as unique. Pixar as, knows how to push that button. Yeah, exactly. They do it every time. Yeah. Um. So go and watch. It. You don't have to watch these, dear listener. But go, go and watch just, just do it. Hit random, yeah. and it'll be a good time. You're gonna have a good time. So, um, so yeah, that'll awesome. do it. That'll do awesome. it for this ep, guys. So let's bring it back. Let's close it out. Uh, yes. Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me on the internet uh, on Twitter at Josh Fuller thirty three Fuller spelled with no e. You can also find me on both Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J Fuller Letterboxd. You can find uh, everything I watch on a day to day basis and sometimes rate and review. And uh, where can people find you on the internet? Liz? You can find me on the internet at Willis Film on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I've actually been. I've actually been kind of active on Twitter recently, which is a lot of fun. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you can yeah. also find me on Litterbox at Will's Film, um, which I swear to God, one of these days I'm going to start. Inter- I'm like on the cusp. I'm like every day I'm like, I should be on Letterbox right now. And there's just going to be something that's going to be like, there he goes. Yeah. Off the deep end, and then it's gonna be everything. <laughs> yeah. um, so stay tuned, dear listeners, at I'm Willis Film. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters, on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod, and on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where you can find all of our recommendations, top lists, bottom lists, et cetera, et cetera, including Finding Nemo and Ratatouille. classic Pixar amazing cinema yeah oh my god Ah, so good I am gonna go watch Ratatouille (laughs) 
I will fire up Finding Nemo. I can't not now. Ratatouille is 15 years old. That's horrifying. That sucks. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, word. Okay. All right. Finding Nemo is 20 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's terrible. Take that, Josh. Oh, my All right. God. Okay, guys. <laughs> Always interesting to talk to you, Josh. Yes. I'm like going to chew on all of our uh, yeah. dollars versus minutes or yeah. hours conversation because the industry is changing, y'all. It is. Real fast. Changing Real and fast. going back and forth. We're, we're, they're not really ever at a stagnant point right now. So True. <laughs> True. All right. All right. Well, that's going to be it. And yep. uh, I will talk to you next week, my man. Yeah. Uh, and we'll keep splitting some pixels. Sounds good to me. 